All right, guys, we're about to go live in three, two, one, and I'm going to roll them motherfucking credits. What the hell is this? What's going on, Print Fam? If you're new, my name's Cam. Welcome to the Print Life Live, where I talk news, I talk business, and I talk about whatever the hell else I want to talk about. Then at the end of all that, I answer your questions about screen printing or life or business or personal questions, you know, whatever you want. I want to take a moment to say what's up to everybody. Let's go to the chat feed. Uh, JCS, yo, what's up, my man, JC, Christopher Kerfrey, made it, finally, dude, I know you've been trying for a while, uh, Locus Amenius, how's it going, Dan A, glad you're back, yes, it's Wednesday already, Brian Simons, Simmons, hello from Atlanta, what's up, Brian, uh, JC, Thread Army, what's up, Jason Enns, good to see you, my friend, uh, so, Everyone's here, so I've I've been up to this point doing this kind of motivational quote of the day thing. Yeah, you know, I've just decided not to do them anymore. Like I, I think I liked motivational quotes in my twenties and shit. But like before, I realized how much pressure it puts on you to try to conform or try to live up to these quotes or to these concepts or ideas that are just kind of unrealist, unreal, like they're unreasonable. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you, you can't do it. I can't do it. So let's not pretend like we can do it and, and read these stupid things. So I'm going to cut the made of the, the made of emotional, the made of emotional. I'm going to cut the motivational quote out for now. If you guys missed them, if you guys liked them, maybe I'll bring them back. But at the moment, I'm just over it. I'm over it. So what I am going to do is just go right into the news. I'm going to try to keep this live feed a little bit shorter than normal. So just hang in and we'll get to the Q&As really quickly. You can actually start feeding me your questions right now. So everyone who's tuned in, start start throwing me some questions. Um, before I get into that though... Um, I think I mentioned it briefly last week, guys, but I have this new vision for what, and right now in the chat, I'm going to start looking for your responses to this, but I have this vision that we'll actually use this live feed to, to, um, to give the news on the printing industry from you guys. So some of you are maybe uh, considering starting in the printing game or you already have a shop or wherever you're going with it. This is my concept. Tell me what you think about it. Um, you feed me the news. So, for instance, your shop or you, you've you bought your first press. You tell me the name of your company, the name of what you're doing, and tell me the news for your shop, and then I'll report it here. So it's kind of like this would be a, a central news station for the screen for the small screen printing industry. What do you guys think about that? Let me know in the chat. But to do that, my question for you is what do you what do you guys feel would be the best way to submit your news to me? Would it be through Facebook, email, Twitter? Let me know and then I'm going to set up a system to where you guys can submit your your uh, your 
your news, your updates, your press releases to me, and then I will get them from that from that source, and then I will broadcast them on this live feed. I think it would be sweet. It actually gets me all like, gets me, gets, gets me jacked up, ready to keep it going, ready to get it going. Anyway, let me see if you guys said anything. Yeah, Swamp. Uh, yeah, Thread Army. That's what I'm saying. So let me ask you this. What's the best outlet for me to get the news from you guys? And obviously we need more. If you're just tuning in, I'm asking everybody what they think about feeding me news from their personal shops, from their personal lives around the industry, and then using this as the central hub for me to broadcast that news to the industry. Anyway, so let me know in the comments what outlet you think would be the best way for me to go about doing that. In the meantime, if you have something new, if you have a new, if, if you've hired someone new, if you've gotten a new press, if you're trying a new ink, any of that kind of stuff, uh, if you know about some new industry news that I haven't heard before, I want you to follow me on Twitter at Cam Urban, okay, that's C-A-M-E-A-R-V-N. You're going to hashtag it. Hashtag your post, The Print Life News, and write me what you got. And then I will report it on, on next, literally next Wednesday's feed. If you got some news, I think it could be cool. We'll try some other methods, but for now, let's do it that way. Excuse me. Anyway, so we're skipping over the quote of the day, and I'm going to get directly into the news. And I didn't get to touch on this last week, but it's important to me. I, you know, they, this band, this singer, popped off when i was like you know my late teens early 20s so i do have to just give a shout out an r.i.p to chester bennington uh he lived he was born march 20th 1976 and he he left us uh july 20th 2017 so he will be missed and um sorry to chester's family uh loved their music man he was a great singer uh anyway <sighs> Hang on, guys. I got to get, get on track where I'm going. But before I get into the remainder of this, I'm going to come back to the comments and just touch base on it. Uh, true. Very good point. Email. I don't know, man. If I, but like, if I'm like you guys, I hate email. And also... Cam Irvin is actually a personal account. That's not my business Twitter. So that would be the perfect outlet for you guys to send it to me. Just saying. All I have is an idea. Just to learn how to make it. Dan, if you have an idea, that's perfect, man. Just feed me the news, man. Feed me anything you've heard or learned. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. Let's move on to the news. So uh, I didn't really have any submittals last week from you guys, and I browsed around on Google for a little bit today, and there was just nothing really newsworthy other than uh, Fear the Monster. Amazon is coming. They're coming for y'all and us all and everybody. And Amazon's just going to rule the world, so, so be afraid. Be very afraid. Anyway, because I didn't get any submittals, uh, I'm going to just go on and talk briefly about how our live printing event went over the weekend. So I'm sure you guys saw the last vlog post. If you're just tuning in, welcome. I'm about to talk about how the live screen printing event went. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to just give you guys some updates on that because I 
did a terrible job vlogging it. When we when we finally got there, we were just so overwhelmed and it was so busy that I just didn't have time to pull the camera out. And then the rest of the time was just at the casino, drinking beer and just waiting to go to bed. So it was it wasn't actually very interesting and for a for a vlog. And I just didn't really care. So so the first things first, let's just talk about the actual event. The event went off without a hitch. It was it was smooth, man. The lines were around were wrapped around booths. We were we were the hit of the show. Everyone loved us, got some great connections for future events with some much of some very large companies. So the event went off without a hitch. Um, I did, I have, I came up with some concepts for some mobile displays that will, that will better aid potential, like, or for just for, for future vendors and for the vendor that's hiring us and just, and for the, the guests as well. I've came up with some concepts and ideas for, for, um, portable displays that will be white labeled. So it won't interfere with you know, whatever company has hired us, it'll all just be black and white, white label, but it'll be really instructional. So that's one thing that I came up with. But other than that, man, the, the show was a, it was a smashing success and the people that hired us loved us. And the whole thing was just, it was sweet. Loved it. Um, the downside of the whole thing was the travel. Getting there was shit. Getting back was shit. This is all shit. So starting with getting there, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. You know, we got our Uber, we show up to the thing, and we go to the first check-in. Like, cause in Phoenix Sky Harbor, there's like a check-in right off of the when you get dropped off. You go, so we stand in that line because that's where we've always done it in Phoenix. We go through the thing, we try to check our bags, and they tell us, "Oh, you can't check your bags here. You're gonna have to go to the next line." So we go wait in the next line. Get through the thing. It's it's manual check in. We do the manual check in. We wait through that line, and then uh, we don't. It won't let us check our bags because it won't print our bag tickets. So then we have to go to a third line and wait in that goddamn line. And finally, after the better part of an hour trying to get our bags checked, they get checked. It was nothing more than we learned that you just always go directly to guest services. That's it. There's there's no middle ground. Just just how oh, yeah, That's that's what we learned. Go to guest services. Just just get it done. Uh, flight in was cool. We landed in the Las Vegas airport. And then there's a the whole other thing because we're doing the ride share thing. I think from this point moving forward, when we get to the airport, we're not going to call an Uber. We're just going to pay the extra 10 or 15 bucks and grab the cab. Because at the airport, Uber has designated pickup spots. And if you... And they're... <laughs> They're hard as shit to find. If you're not familiar with the airport, if you don't know where it's at, it's just easier. Just keep it simple. Get a damn cab. Get to the airport. It's, it's going to be the. I learned it this time. The costs are going to be nothing compared to the ease and the peace of mind. Okay, so we're looking around forever to get the goo. The, the, the mother, the fucking Uber dude. Finally, we get the Uber dude. We get to the place and um, we get set up. Cool, no problems. Press goes together easily. We're happy with it. Go to the hotel. Everything's good. From that point moving forward, event goes off without a hitch. It's perfect. The last day, or, or I'm sorry, the morning we're supposed to leave, I stupidly scheduled. I did two things. I scheduled a departure on a Sunday. You should never do that, apparently. Learn this now. And we scheduled it super early in the morning. Why don't you do that? Because you're not going to get your ass out of bed. At least I'm not. I wake up at 6 a.m. I don't wake up at 4 a.m. 
and apparently my body just wasn't ready to wake up at that time and uh we missed our flight and because we missed our flight we had to go on standby on a sunday the, the standbys were stacking up i was able to get alex on the plane wasn't a huge problem getting him on he got on the very next flight but i had to wait from the moment we got there about 6 20 a.m uh to mm, uh, 10 p.m so, so i was in the airport all damn day and i almost didn't even get on that final flight i had to force my way in and i had to like smooth talk the uh the flight it's not a flight attendant i forget what they're called the desk agent just to get on that flight because the final flight into phoenix for the night was actually canceled due to weather and then because the weather was shit in Phoenix, turbulence, the, I, and I'm not, like, I don't fly a lot, so in my mind, the, the plane felt like it was going to go down on, on takeoff, and it felt like it was going to go down on landing. Uh, I got nauseous from all the goddamn turbulence, and uh, that was it. So, <clears throat> the event was awesome, the travel was shit, but I learned a lot of hard lessons about travel and when to schedule it and what to do and, and those kind of things. So overall smashing success we're ready to move forward there's a few tweaks i need to make to the press just just some little things to make it a little more solid a little bit nicer uh, i do want bigger pallets you know like printing pallets and i want to make the arms a little bit longer so that we can be, fit bigger screens on there and do bigger graphics but overall this, i was really happy with it turned out well anyway that's it for the news. Uh, if you guys have any screen printing news, if you have anything like that, for now, just uh, post it to my Twitter at Cam Irvin, that's C-A-M-E-A-R-V-E-N, and then hashtag it, The Print Life News, and I will review it, and if it's some good stuff, I'm going to read it right like I just read my news to you. So give me the good stuff. Uh, okay, guess what time it is. We're going to just get right to the print life Q&A. So I'm going to start at the top. I'm going to go down through these questions, and I'm going to start banging out some answers. Okay, JCS says, I th he's bringing up, he says, problems with the Anatols. No pre-registration like the Rock. I uh, talked to the to the Anatol rep. They do have a pre-reg, as far as I know, and it's exactly the same as M&R's almost. Uh and if you don't want to buy Anatols and you buy the slider brackets on the Anatol presses, you can use the M&R pre-reg system. They actually have the side cuts on, on the side brackets and everything. It's like a, it's a perfect fit. You just have to make sure you have the slider brackets on the Anatol on the print arms. From my understanding. Again, I, I'm not for sure about that, but that's what the rep told me. I can't speak from experience, which is always really risky to say something without speaking from experience. You should look. Yeah, I, I do agree with the Trilock. Um, what I don't like about the MNR system is the carrier sheets as well. We used them at our at the old shop I used to work at years ago. The carrier sheets suck ass, but you 
there's other systems. There's actually third-party systems where you tape the films onto it, or you just go with the direct-to-screen. There's a lot of options, man, but you're always going to have some kind of carrier sheet thing. Uh, Rock has a really cool registration system, but there is a third-party manufacturer. I can't remember the name of them right now, but that allows you to sit the screen on the MNR type of deal. Anyway, you don't need to try. You don't need to use carrier sheets. You don't. It's just it's it's an option. There's, it's one of many options. Uh, okay thread army asks my question for the day what is your thought on contract work and can you be a mainly contract printer with a manual shop and no auto fuck no dude no don't no no i you, you i mean you could try dude but like so first and foremost I don't. Most people that did that are giving you contract work are going to be familiar with with production capabilities based on your shop. They're going to all want to probably at the very least take a look at your shop and see what what how you do it. Uh, if you're not automated, you probably won't get the work anyway. But even if you were able to get the work, man, dude, a manual printer, like the margins already suck if you're con if you're doing contract printing your your print pricing is going to be lower than custom printing it's just it, like look at any look at any contract printer in the midwest phoenix and california don't really count and i don't even think we get a lot of the contract work but look in the midwest and look at their goddamn price sheets their pricing is low man it's like super low and it's because they got super cheap labor they got automatics and they're able to crank this shit out for next to nothing and they are running on razor thin profit margins so i wouldn't recommend it but i'm i would never I never say never you gotta start somewhere so so you can start trying to get the work but more than likely you're not even going to get the work till you got the press so that's that's that anyway bigfoot sam says got a bad case of swamp ass humidity is no good Man, the humidity over here has been <laughs> honestly, man, like ninety degrees in air. It's so when it gets humid here during the monsoon season, our temps drop to like between ninety and a hundred and two. But it feels worse than our hundred and fifteen degree weather. I don't know how y'all like the southern people. Anyone that lives, I don't know how y'all live with humidity. It's it's, it's the worst thing on God's green earth. It's the goddamn humidity. I'm sorry for any of you that deal with it on a regular basis. It's torture. It's torture. I mean, it's just, it's torture. I feel, it's horrible. Sorry for you. Dude. Uh, Jen Ortez is tuned in. What's up, baby? Uh, Thread Army, I think it's a good... Yeah, Thread Army, I think that that is probably what I'll do is with the email. But you guys, if you have any news for your print shop, submit it to me so that I can then share your news with all of the viewers in this live feed, which I hope will continue to grow as time goes on and we move forward with this. Um, Elevation print sign. What's up, Elevation? Rybeat, what's up? Mystic Focus has a question for me saying, what is life after printing for you? Live, dude. Live. Guys, hang on. I got a dingbat in here asking a question. Hang on. So, that's all. That's a different color. Unless it's just the black showing through the, the, the pink in a different way. Let me see it. Yeah. That looks different. Okay, anyway. 
Uh, what up, Pete? What's uh, what's what is life after printing for you? Uh I don't know, dude. That would be that'd be weird. Honestly, this is this is life to me, man. I think that the uh, hey, see, so I'm in a situation right now where my job's not super stressful. Alex, I, as soon as I was able to put, I knew that I would not be able to sustain this. If I had to continue to deal with customers. So the first thing that I did was I put someone to deal with the customers. So now my life is chill and I'm just driving the direction of the business and I could do this until the day I die. So I don't see a life after printing, but if the right deal came along, like some big corporate conglomerate came in and tried to buy it, I don't know, I'd have to talk, I'd see. But overall, it's pretty good. Uh, Fabio Gutierrez, what's up, man? Well, I'm not getting much questions here, so... Oh, here we go. Never mind. Dan A says, All I have is an idea for a shirt, and I'm watching your show to learn how to make my shirt. From A to Z, I have lots of past shows to watch. Plus, you're local and funny. Thanks, Dan. So I'm, I'm assuming you're considering printing for yourself, which is awesome. But just keep it cheap, man, and try to do dark color, dark prints on light shirts. That's the easiest thing to learn. Don't try to do light colors on dark shirts. It's gonna, it will drive you crazy and make you want to quit. Brian Simons, I'm a beginner. Bought a Riley Hopkins four-in-one and have been doing simple one-color designs for my buddies. Um, starting basic with very low-tech equipment. That's how I start. I started on a homemade press. It all prints the same. It's all good. Um, Jen Ortez, my girlfriend has tuned in. What's up, Bebe? What is life after printing for you? Uh, late mate, got it here, got it here. Great city of Washington, it's 85 and sunny. But my buddy, uh, Danny is there. All right, okay, guys. Well, this one's uh short and sweet, man. So, everybody tuned in, which is awesome, but. There's just not enough questions coming through, and I didn't feed up enough news. Gosh darn it. You know what? Let me see something here. How many of you guys in the thing got websites right now? Let me know in the uh, in the live chat. And I'm going to listen to my audio recorder because I had a topic I wanted to talk about. Okay. All right. So how did uh yeah, Fabio Gutierrez, man, I actually just talked about the Vegas trip, Fabio. Uh so you're going to have to watch this live feedback, but it went well. The the travel was horrible, but the actual event went off without without any hiccups. Shanof Jones, what's your opinion on screen print transfers? They're 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 awesome. I don't think they save you money or anything like that, but they do prevent you from having to like stock inventory. You just inventory the graphics. You don't have to inventory the expensive t-shirts. So as long as you're doing enough of them, they look cool, man. And I've, it's, I always like the look of them. The print is more shiny. It's all, it's typically thinner. So it actually has a better hand to it than traditional screen printing. So I'm, I'm a fan of them. If that's the way you're going to go, man, hit it up. It's awesome. Um, uh, the mug productions i made t-shirts for my senior class and i did everything in my closet made like 300 dollars profit nice job buddy did you do it on on a um the pre-made press or did you do it on like a something you made at home 
That's good though. That's dude. I did almost the same thing. My first job was for a local contractor. Got a, a hundred shirts out of it, but I made almost the same profit. So it was it was awesome. I loved it. What's the difference? Okay, Mystic Focus asks, what's the difference between discharge ink and water-based ink? They so water-based ink is just a water-based carrier. There's there's I don't even, I can't even remember what the actual stuff is in it. Filled with pigment. You lay that that carrier and the pigment on a light colored garment and it literally dyes the cotton thread whatever the color of pigment you put into the carrier. Discharge is water-based ink with a bleaching agent. It's um it's formaldehyde. And what the bleaching agent does is pulls the dye out of the threads like if it's dyed black, it literally bleaches the dye from the thread and then replaces that thread with the dye color that you have in the discharge ink, like red. So if you have a discharge red, the, the discharging agent bleaches the black out of the thread of the shirt and then replaces it with the red pigment that you have in the discharge ink. But most discharge ink is essentially water-based ink with a bleaching agent adding to, added to it. Did, hopefully that answered your question. That was the best way I can explain it. In layman's terms, there's probably a much more technical way to say it, but made sense to me. So it should be good for you too. <sighs> Art with bubble, uh, Bezel bubbles. Art with is there a good medium ground between smalls and say extra large? We just say ten. That's what we've always said because you can fit ten on on a small, and it doesn't look like super tiny on like an extra large. It starts to look small smaller on like a double X or triple X, but our standard width at our shop is 10 inches. That's, that's where we go. You want to go bigger? Cool. Want to go smaller? Cool. But we always try to, to scale it to fit fairly big on the smallest shirt and go from there. You know, and I've been noticed. Oh, shit. I have been seeing a trend in, in almost every industry, especially in the streetwear, and screen, is that the big print is kind of fading away and people are starting to go back down to the traditional uh, 8 to 10 inches. So the big prints is pretty much, it's over. That trend died. I mean, it ha it's, it's dead. People aren't doing it anymore. Doesn't mean it won't come back again, but right now it's out. Fabio Gutierrez, Facebook site, nothing fancy. Well, the reason I was asking about the site, guys, is if you can give me a website, I'll go check it out. And uh, I don't know. I was thinking maybe we could do like uh, reviews. Do any of you guys do the site yourself or anything like that? You know, because I could go through it and just kind of do like a, a site review. But that, that could be a little tough and also a little personal, especially if you spent big bucks. And I'm like, nah, dude, your site sucks, dude. You guys got booked. <laughs> so I don't know. Let me know if you want some site reviews. I won't do it this time, but maybe I'll do it in the next one. Um, Facebook and a simple site. I think simple sites are good, man. I think that's really the way to go. Uh Okay, Patrick Roloff says, would you consider screen printers line of shirts or will you ever offer your shirt designs for sale? You know what, Patrick? I have been thinking about that. I've actually invested in another clothing line. Like I gave up on the clothing line game for a long time, but someone came along that had a very specific niche that's easy to market to. And I was like, you know what? Let's give this another shot. As far as a screen printing clothing line, I don't know how I would market that. I don't know how I would find that niche. 
Because screen printers ain't going to buy another screen printer shirt. I mean, they're definitely not going to promote a me. Like, like, granted, you guys like the show and everything, but there's no way that you're going to wear my screen printing shop shirt instead of your own. I just, I can't, I can't imagine finding the market. This, this is the point. Now, the print life might transition out of that because I've really tried to keep the the print life YouTube channel neutral. Uh, granted, I linked to my website and everything in the description, but I really have tried to to keep the print life kind of separate from Monument Limited. So maybe the print life would would I could run a line of shirts that way, and you guys might rock that. Would you rock merchandise that said the print life on it? That's the question. Y'all, let me know in the comments. <sighs> Okay, Dr. Death Grip says, how many inches from the collar do you print 12 inches wide by 2 inches tall designs like by the nipples? So our our standard, we like to go on, you know, like something that's square. It's not a rectangle, but like say 10 by 10, 2.5 inches from the collar seam. If you can see, that's where it's stitched to the top of the art. So it's about three fingers, but we like to use actual inches and we go 2.5. If, however, you have a wide, uh, short graphic, like a banner or just some words, we usually take it an inch further down. So, I mean, we've always just found that if you're writing, it's kind of weird, but right above the nipples. But 3.5, which is more like four fingers from the hem to the top of the art, 3.5 inches is usually a good spot for a wide but short graphic. That's what we found. But, dude, again, that whole – all that image placement stuff is really relative, you know, because you you might find a client that thinks this should be really low or really high. You just – you got to do what the client wants, but that's why you just always have them specify it in inches and you have them sign off on it in inches. You have them sign off on 3.5 inches from the collar to the top of the art. Then there's no questions. Then you're just giving them what they want. But standard 2.5 – wide narrow wide and short graphics 3.5 a good place to start and then five inches on the back from the collar to the top of the yard that's our standard that's where we start from and then we work from there okay brian our biggest source of traffic is facebook over nine thousand followers dude on facebook that's awesome i very rarely even log into that site but so does that mean like likes or follow? I, I don't even understand how Facebook works. Is that on the page thing? I don't get Facebook. It doesn't make sense to me. Dan A, don't do sites anymore. Yeah, you probably have like industry contacts. It's another great way to go. Build a mass. Shonoff Jones, build a mastermind group instead. What you mean? Print life shirts for sure by Dr. Death Grip. All right, I might consider that. How did you, Mystic Focus says, how did you come up with the name Monument Limited? Uh, I used to edit skate videos, and there was this cl this clip from this documentary about the Shaolin monks that I had recorded off of TV, and then I was like superimposing it into one of my skate videos, and there was these pictures of these monuments, and I was like, oh, that's fucking cool, and I saved the file as a monument. I, I called it Monuments. That was the video file. It's a stupid story. But I saved it as, a, and I was like, "Oh, it's a cool name." So it was originally just Monument, and then when I went to try to trademark the name, I couldn't trademark just Monument, so I added Limited to it, and the rest is history. Can't you can't trademark like general English names? It's not allowed, apparently, unless you have millions of dollars. Uh, but that's that. So it was from a, a video editing in like when I was like eighteen, nineteen years old. 
Rye Beats. I'm six months into the screen printing business and I wanted to ask if there's a typical margin percentage that I should be charging for blanks and for one color designs. Uh, mar it's because again, that's all relative because your margins have to go higher when you're not doing as much volume. So you just all you got you got to do the math. You need to know what your expenses are. You need to know what you want to make every month, for like for your salary, and you just base your pricing off of that. But I mean, I would say you know, and again, you do it in brackets, right? So like twelve to twenty-four is I'm just gonna spitball here, but let's just say fifty percent margins. Uh, 24 to 36 is you know 48 percent and you just you work your way down the more they're ordering because you're still making the same amount of money but there is there is no set in stone man everyone's pricing is so different like i've looked at a million different screen printers and every people are all over the board it depends on where you're located depends on who you're printing for if you're doing a national printing or local printing because the structures are different everywhere but i would say starting at 50 percent man so if you pay a buck 80 you know you want to make a buck 80 or a hundred percent even like well in 12 to 24 you want to make what you spent on it so i'm i just completely uh I, i'm gonna go back on what i just said you want to make a hundred percent like at least up to 24 shirts i would say probably even 36 shirts but again it depends on what what garment you're doing there's just so many dude i can't even begin to answer that i wish i could but start at a hundred percent and work your way down as the quantities increase that's what i would say there's a hardcore misconception, especially among customers that are buying garments, that we only pay 25 cents a shirt. Like they they believe this with such certainty that they can't believe it. And here's why: because there's new shirt uh, wholesalers online that advertise a Gildan for uh, you know a dollar 25, but in the fine print you realize, oh, that's a white Gildan. But people see this and they go, okay, well, if these websites are charging this and they're making a profit, then the printers must be paying even less. There's this whole circle of, oh, shit going on in the industry right now because the wholesale game has been opened up to our clients. So there's a lot of battling going on. So you can't charge too high of a price or you just won't get the job as like with everything. Sorry, dude. I was all over the place with that. Facebook crushes you if you aren't interested in paying to play. Oh, okay, okay. So this is interesting news. Bezel Bubbles says, Facebook crushes you if you aren't interested in paying to play. And uh, that is awesome. My understanding, especially with... See, I, this is my problem with Facebook, and maybe you guys can give me some insight into that. Even if you do pay to get your ads in front of, of people, I don't see Facebook as a search engine. So, in my mind, if you want to sell a trinket, something quick, a quick sell, a quick idea, Facebook ads would work. If you're trying to sell a service that people are going to need at specific times... Unless you're doing a branding marketing campaign where you're just trying to create brand awareness, but you don't need to have conversions off of it, those are the most type. Those are the most expensive type of marketing campaigns. And if you are doing that type of campaign, it might work for our industry. But I don't see Facebook ads working uh, because people aren't going to Facebook to find their printer for their for their company's uh event t-shirts it's just it's not the way it works so i i just think google i think google's where it's at but maybe i'm wrong maybe facebook is exactly where it's at if you guys are just tuning in i'm doing q a's right now so throw me your questions in the feed and i'll get right to them but dang man i the nine thousand facebook followers is just dope i mean i can't i can't that's crazy dude uh 
Yeah, thanks. It's taken, but they say it's taken several years to build up. Uh, biggest increase was after the used gear website referred featured one of our guitars on their homepage. <laughs> yeah, man, right. And I need to start considering these type of collaboration things too, because my understanding is that is how you grow in the social environment is through collaborations. Click follow on our Facebook page. That's crazy. So Brian says they had nine thousand people click follow on their Facebook page. That's dope. Okay, Fabio Gutierrez, what size platens do you use? We have various sizes. Uh, they're all aluminum platens, pallets. I've, I've always called them pallets. I don't. I guess platens. You can call them whatever we want, right? There's no judgment here. So um, our standards are 16 by 20. So we have 16 by 20 standard aluminum pallets. We also have oversized, which is like I think 20 by 28s, uh, and then we have. We have youth pallets, which are four by 20, and then we have leg pallets, which are six by 20. Those are our standard pallets, along with all the, the fucking like koozie pallets and stuff like that, and then custom stuff. But the standards, 16 by 20, those are, those are where it's at, man. That's where you do the majority of the work on that. And I will say those leg pallets are great because they also substitute as kind of like, oh, we also have youth pallets, which are like 10 by 20 but those leg pallets are sweet because they're like six inches but you can do like uh infant shirts on them really easily uh yeah so we have all all of them man but uh, 16 by 20 is a great place to to be working you those are still pretty big prints if you if you end up with those kind of jobs dan a says it's not a search engine so he's speaking about facebook but the ads come up on people's feet. It works. There's just there's more potential than you think. And he's speaking. He's saying this to me. I, I you're probably right, dude. I just haven't given it a chance. I'm I, I need to look into it. I've just been so like, uh, and I've been like all inclusive. All my time has been focused on Google AdWords. So that's where I've been focusing all my effort. But I do know Facebook will be important at some point, and it it is an important website. Mm, Farm boy graphic. Farmboy Graphics says we picked up quite a bit doing Facebook Live during the day while printing. No kidding. Facebook Live. Yeah, let me ask you guys this. Is it better to be doing Facebook Live or YouTube Live? I just don't have much of a following on Facebook, so I don't think it would work out well for me. Another position opening up at your Dan A. I hear another position opening up there at your business. LOL. Yeah, probably. Mm, all right, guys. I think we've we've cranked through it. Let's see. Is Two Ill here? I don't think Two Ill popped in today. Anyway, guys, uh, that's gonna be pretty much it, man. We've had a pretty good tune in. We've actually had a peak a peak of of uh, twenty six people tune into this one. So thank you all for that, man. Uh, Shownuff says YouTube. I agree. I agree. What's the best way? Okay, Humankind says what's the best way to purchase separation films? Uh, your your local supplier. You can also go to ScreenPrinting.com. I'm not affiliated with them, but they they're just they're the umbrella now so if you just need separation films you can go to them if you don't have a local person but your local supplier will have all the stuff you need for that and facebook live is good for your local buyers huh 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like Even all my guys here, they spend the majority of their time on Facebook. So I, f- I feel like I just don't understand that that outlet. But I know it is really important. I don't know. I'll have to look into it. All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and wrap this sucker up. I want to thank you for tuning in, Print Fam, to the Print Life Live. This one's a little bit shorter than normal. I'm I'm, com- I'm kind of laying out some new formats here, but it was still awesome. Also, I do want to remind you guys that I've been I've been uh, pushing all of these to iTunes and Google Play Podcast under the Print Life Podcast. So head over to either the one on Google Play or iTunes and subscribe to the Print Life Podcast. Uh, listen to them and then throw us a five-star review if you like it. Uh, don't throw us anything less than a five-star review because apparently that's how you get more. So anyway, yeah, so these are going on to that as well. Uh, and again, remember to tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time for screen printing news, questions, and whatever else I want to talk about. And on this one, make sure to like the video as soon as it ends. Subscribe if you're not subscribed already. And, and ding the bell so you're notified when I post. You all are the shit. Thanks for tuning in, Print Fam. Take care. Peace out.